1: We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
2: podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.
6: This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bon Tony on V Sin, the
2: Sports Betting Network.
7: And welcome in on a Thursday to My Guys in the Desert, Stormy Bon Tony, with you live from Las Vegas, coming out of our V studio at Circus Sportsbook week 14. Picking off tonight, Thursday Night Football. Steelers taking on the Vikings, so we'll break it down with help from my dad and contest partner who will be joining us in just a few minutes, as well as V-CINZone, Will Hill, Jeff Ulrich of DraftKings. He'll come on, give us some of the best prop betting opportunities for the primetime game. And as always on Thursday, Derek Stevens, Mike Palm in studio. Lots of fun going on today. So let's jump right into our top five stories you need to know, things that impact us in the betting sphere. Aaron Rodgers poking the NFC North Bear this week, apparently, telling reporters that he has no regrets at all when it comes to the I own you comments he made to fans when the Packers beat Chicago earlier this season. He's not wrong. Rodgers, 22 and 5 career against the Bears, thrown for more touchdowns and yards against the Bears in his career than any other team. 10-point win for the Packers at Soldier Field earlier this year, and the Books have a minus 12 and a half at Lambeau this Sunday. Green Bay, fresh off the bye, but uh looks like they'll also be without wide receiver Randall Cobb, who's out indefinitely with a core muscle injury. Good to note on the Bears side, while Justin Fields is slated for the start after missing the last two weeks. Running back David Montgomery did not practice yesterday, listed shoulder groin and glute injury. So Hopefully, we'll learn more about the severity of his ailments later on in the week. Staying in the offensive backfield, though, for the Saints, running back Mark Ingram and running back slash wide receiver Ty Montgomery, they've both been placed on the league's reserve COVID-19 list. Hopeful that no more positive tests come out of the Saints organization, but makes the news we gave yesterday about Alvin Kamara practicing that much more important. According to reports barring a setback, Kamara is on pace to return and has a very real chance of playing against the Jets on Sunday Saints minus five and a half at New York, total in that one, 42 and a half. Also in New York, Giants head coach Joe Judge said they're, quote, optimistic that Mike Glennon will be cleared from his concussion in time to start in L.A. against the Chargers this week. In the meantime, Big Blue continues to prepare for Quarterback Jake Fromm, who they just signed off the Bills practice squad a week ago to get the start, making his first in his NFL career. Daniel Jones, meanwhile, still not cleared for contact after suffering a neck strain. Giants plus 10 at the Chargers. Total in that one, 43. The Dallas run game's been a problem. We know this over the last handful of weeks, and it looks like health might not be on their side yet again. While we got some good news that Ezekiel Elliott's been a full participant at practice this week. Looks like Tony Pollard not so much. He'll be a game-time decision this week, dealing with a torn plantar fascia in his left foot. No fun at all. Uh, Looking to see if he will go or not at Washington on Sunday. But the team did sign, good to know, veteran back Edo Smith to the practice squad for some added depth. Line 4.5. At Washington, and tonight, last we said Thursday night football on the horizon. Vikings minus three against the Steelers at U.S. Bank Stadium tonight. Total 44. Vikings looking to bounce back from the loss after, at the time, the winless Lions last week. We'll see if those kneecaps are all right this week, but in terms of actual health for the team, good news and bad. Wide receiver Adam Thielen out with a high ankle sprain. Expect Justin Jefferson to get the load of receptions from Kirk Cousins, while second-year wideout K.J. Osborne slides in for Thielen. Dalvin Cook questionable, but looks like he's trending toward playing, barring any pregame setback he's expected to go. Cornerback Patrick Peterson and linebackers Eric Hendricks and Anthony Barr both in this week from their injuries. On the Steelers' side, after back-to-back losses and a tie, Pittsburgh squeaked out the win against the Ravens last week by just one point. Unfortunately, Joe Hayden out again, but Big Ben, despite missing some practice time, he does that pretty often. With his shoulder injury, he will be okay, and he will go tonight. He did not go, of course, in this game that determined my survivor fate, which is always a fun lead as we bring in my dad, Rich Vaughn, and Tony to discuss some of our contest picks and everything. I know that you're the president of the Steelers Haters Club, but do you have an opinion on Thursday Night Football tonight, Dad? How's it going?
6: Uh, um, thanks for having me, honey. Yeah, I hate the Steelers, and uh, I always will. I and originally, I really liked the Vikings tonight. I don't know about you, but I really like the Vikings tonight. But with no Stealing, that's a that's his uh, cousin's security blanket. So you know, I, I'm not a stat guy, but this is one of the craziest stats I've seen. Except for the Cincinnati game, the the Vikings. I'm um, I'm sorry, the Steelers have been been involved in in seven mm-hmm. games of one score mm-hmm. and. The, the, the Steelers have their last nine games have been one score. So take the Steelers plus the points. It's a one-score game, right?
7: Yeah, regardless, right? I, I saw I saw something <laughs> along those same lines, too, that it was the Vikings have had all these one-score games and five of their games, Dad, have come down to one final play. Uh, pretty crazy, yep. for sure. Hey, let's uh, get on with Get Rich with Rich because – for anybody who this is your first time watching or listening to the show, my dad makes his pick of the week. We started this four weeks ago, 4-0. and So I want to know, what's the get rich with rich pick of the week? There's no Utah on the schedule this week, so you can't go back to Old Faithful.
6: <laughs> very sad and very pouty lift on that <laughs> one, I'm not going to lie. Um, it, it came down to two games. Uh, one was the uh, it was between the Bucks or the Ravens, and I, I went with the Ravens. I the re- And the reason is I know they have injuries. They have the better coach. They have the better QB. I know the Ravens have the injuries. Lamar, I don't know if you've seen ESPN, but the whole week is what's wrong with Lamar, Lamar this, bad, bad, bad. And usually when people hear stories like that about themselves, they have a get-off day. And uh, I'm not a big Baker Mayfield fan. I mean, if he was as good as he thinks he was, then I'd be all over Cleveland. But no, I, I, I love the Ravens this week, plus the three. I actually did a money line myself, to be honest with
7: you. Wow. Ravens, by the way, have won and covered the last four times that these two teams have met. It's just a weird deal, this game, for me, considering the Browns had a bye. So they're essentially playing the Ravens in back-to-back weeks. That's so unheard of. Whether it's college football, NFL, that's not something that normally happens. So an oddity in the schedule my thought was the Browns are getting healthy this week. They've had they're upset about the way that things went down the last game. No. You're like all all in Ravens it is. Ravens it is.
6: Oh, yeah. You are you're, you're saying the Browns are getting healthy. I'm saying they're out at the club having a good time. They didn't even <laughs> think about it. they didn't even realize there was a game this week. Didn't me? Right. I'll take the Ravens. Better all right. Coach- better quarterback.
7: I even, uh, I had Stephanie on the graphic, put Ravens with all the exclamation points. Cause that's the way that you uh, typed it to me in the text this morning. Um, let's well, talk about, Oh, go ahead.
6: No, I was just going to say to you, you've got, you've got to love that Lamar has been hearing these things about herself on the SPN. The Ravens give you a great effort. You cannot say that about the Browns, the Browns, you think they're going to give you a great effort. They don't. I mean, they, they want to blame OBJ. They want to blame this, blame that. They, you know, I mean, it's like, You know what you're going to get with Harbaugh. You know what you're going to get with the Ravens.
5: All
7: right. Well, you might have swayed me because on our Circa contest, the millions picks that we have going, um, I did have the Browns minus three on my list this week. So we've already discussed that game. I'll think about it. I like where your head's at with the Ravens. Um, We disagree on literally every game. However, I was on the fence with a couple of these, so maybe you can talk me into it again. I had the Bills plus three and a half at the Bucks, but that you just said was maybe your alternate best bet this week was being on the Buccaneers.
6: I originally wanted the Bills, especially after what the Bills did to me on Monday night, which you know I I didn't listen to you. You had the winner and and with the Patriots. But Brady is 32 and 3 against the Bills. And I think they win by an average of like 25 points a game in Tampa. They don't win by as much on the road, but at home, it's unbelievable. I mean, go go look that up. And I said to myself, hey, I'll, I'll take a minus three, three and a half. Are you kidding me?
7: Well, see, it's the hook that makes me a little bit nervous. Like, that's why I was backing the Bills, because if it was three, I'd probably be more swayed with the Bucks. But the plus, the plus, the little extra half a point there. I always like that. I get nervous. They when win
6: by 20, Stormy. They win by 26 at home. And it doesn't matter. The Bills had this perfect kicker who missed that kick in the win, which cost me, because I had...
7: Well, it was the wind ball. that was a throw that game out uh, I mean I'm gonna take I'm gonna cash my Patriots money line no ticket. Adam don't Vinatieri. get me wrong.
6: He's, <laughs> he's no Justin T- Tucker or finitiereri don't miss these
7: all right all right all right um, the other one we were on the fence about Cardinals Rams talk me into to LA in this one
6: true story this is it the, the, the Rams are gonna get to play in perfect conditions in Phoenix. They, they have OBJ to stretch the field for them to give Cooper Cup all the underneath stuff. And if the Cards win this game, I'm a believer in the Cards. You won't hear me say one more word about the Cards, but this is it for the Rams, and I'm getting points. I'm going to do it.
7: All right. Yeah, it is a, it's a season decider, right, for where they want to be. Um, Jets uh, plus five. Cards win
6: the division. Cards yeah. win the division. If it's, if that's, that, if that's how big a deal it is.
7: Gosh, they've been so good. Arizona's just been so good. Aye, aye, aye. All right. Jets and Saints. Go ahead. Your other two, Jets and Saints. Chiefs over the Raiders. You're you're laying the double digits over the Raiders. I know that they obviously had a very good win over them already this season, but that was an anomaly performance from Patrick Mahomes from what we've seen this year.
6: Real quickly, the Raiders don't match up well with the Chiefs. Raiders match up with other people. Raiders have the injuries, Raiders have the dysfunction. The Chiefs, the, I'm doing this more so because of the Chiefs defense, not because of the Chiefs offense. The Chiefs defense has gotten better and better and better. Bagnola does do this, as we all know, with what he did before with his previous team. So to me, it's like, I'm going to go again. That It's a bad matchup for the Raiders, and, and uh, I'm in on the Chiefs.
7: Like I home. I agree with you, but I would rather get 10 points with the Lions than give it with the Chiefs. Like I like Lions plus well, 10 against the Broncos okay. this week.
6: Okay, you talked about partying at the club. What do you think the Lions have been doing all week? Are you kidding
7: me? I don't think so. I think oh, the they line. got their head on straight. They want to win two or three more games this year.
6: Well, will talk more about that later on in the week. Then I'm just saying that that was such a huge win for them. and such a relief. They might be done for a while, but, but who knows? Maybe you're going to be right. I will tell every one of our betters, especially what happened to us. Don't make a bet until about an hour before the game starts with COVID because you might lose half your team.
7: Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. And like I said, off the top, the Saints obviously having some issues right now in their running back room. So beware. Thanks, dad. Love you. We'll confirm our picks at a later date.
6: Love you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
7: Thank you. While we're talking all things NFL, it's also bowl season in college football, and the v college football bowl betting guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every single bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on each game, insights, trends, data, predictions, everything you need to make your best bets. The guide's designed to give you an edge where whether you're betting on the game, playing contests, just want to find a few high-key value props This thing drops December 13th. Make sure you get your copy today, only $19.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. On the other side of the break, Will Hill joins us. Stay with us on My Guys.
9: to my guys of the desert with stormy
6: Bon and Tony on vsin the sports betting network
7: Back here live from Las Vegas, this segment of My Guys in the Desert, brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no spit cups, no batteries to charge, no leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and they're available now in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and more. Plus, for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that works for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide why, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. Head on over to zincom find to locate a store near you. That's Z F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Stormy Bon and Tony with you live from Circa Sportsbook, and it's my favorite day of the week, people. It's Thirsty Thursday, and no college football this Thursday, no problem, because we got 16 games on the college hoop slate, and where are we going? I got a Big 12, Big 10 clash. In an in-state rivalry, Iowa taking on the number 17 ranked Iowa State Cyclones. Who is the dog in this one? Getting five and a half points in Ames. I am rolling with the dog. We are partying with the Iowa State Cyclones tonight. They're 8-0, by the way, with three of their last four wins coming against ranked Xavier. Again, uh, They beat them by a dozen, by the way. They beat number nine Memphis by nearly 20, fresh off a win over Creighton. And of the Cyclones' eight wins, only two of them have come by single digits. They've been hitting people pretty hard. And while they're a very good team, as is Iowa, don't get me wrong, one of the best offenses in the nation. They rank second in offensive efficiency, fourth in points per game. But Iowa State ain't no slouches on D, which is why I think this could be more low scoring than people think. I also do kind of like the under here. But sixth in the country themselves in points allowed. Her possession and turnovers forced per possession only allowed 26% from three, given up fewer than 70 points in their last seven games. Give me the Iowa State Cyclones a dog on Thursday, Thursday. Love it so much. Cyclones are the pick. Like I said, if you see a good number on the under, why not? Time to bring in my guy Will Hill, VEASAN, Point Spread Weekly contributor, also host of the new New York City cast. Make sure you check that out anywhere you get your podcast. You can download and listen. What's going on, Will? How are we doing?
9: What's going on? How's it going? I- I'm admirable. It's admirable how you're able to keep up with all these sports. So college football, NFL, NBA. It's just a lot going on. It's literally a full time job. So uh, it's impressive that you're able to uh, to pick winners in all these sports. I think I'm going to tell you here. I-, I like Iowa State two plus five. You convinced?
7: Well, I I'm in the market for a bounce back because I had the most brutal beat of all time in college hoops the other day. I had uh, Indiana. Uh, it was the Temple Vanderbilt game. I had it under. And they literally had combined for 86 Uh-oh. points uh, with two minutes to go in the game. And it ended up going to overtime and over. And I was not happy. So we're ba- We're poised for a bounce back. I needed to check on you, though. Vibe check. Vikings losing to the Lions last week. Before oh. we even get into the game tonight, I just oh. needed to check on you. How are you? Oh.
9: <laughs> How do you think I'm doing? I mean, what was that defense? A minute 50 left in the game, and they're just playing 10, 12 yards off. Like, there's 20 seconds left. Before you know it, there's like a minute left. They're past midfield. And then the, the coup de grace, like the last play of the game, they just had everybody back in the end zone. They're defending the back of the end zone just fine. It's just the front of the end zone was was a little tricky. The guy was wide open, just pitch and catch. And uh, Detroit won their Super Bowl, I guess, which is kind of why I'm fading them this week. But uh, just a brutal loss for the Vikings. Typical loss, but a brutal loss.
7: Such a tough one. And while I know it's even more bad news with Adam Thielen, out, looks like probably some good news. Uh, Adam Schefter reporting that it looks like Dalvin Cook's going to wear a harness and should have his usual workload tonight. How do you feel about your Vikes for Thursday night football?
9: Uh, I think if you can get a three and a half I like Pittsburgh, uh, my bet here is the under. I just think with no Thielen, uh, he's a huge threat in the red zone. Third down. You know, him and Jefferson, that's really the strength of their off- offense. That's why Cousins' numbers are so good because he's got those two dynamic receivers. Without Thielen, you can really focus on Jefferson. Osborne steps up, but he's not as good as Thielen. Uh, also, the left tackle, the rookie is out. That's a big issue against Pittsburgh. They can just line wad up against the weakest link. Then on the other side of the ball, Vikings are actually getting some defensive line, uh, defensive players back. They were out five starters last week. They're getting most of them, I think all of them, back tonight. So. Kendricks back, the linebackers back. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like Patrick Peters is back, so they're going to be a little healthier on defense. These Thursday night games have a ch- uh, tendency to be choppy, a little more low scoring. Plus, you got two defensive conservative coaches with Zimmer and Tomlin. they you know nothing makes them happier than three yards in a cloud of dust. So. Uh, I like the under in this one.
7: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like everything that you're saying right now is poised to the under. So 44 or better, if you can get that number, sounds like a good way to go. Um, I'm just so upset with your Vikings that they've had so many games that are close this year. I know I'm like preaching to the choir here, but it's really grinds my gears a little bit. So realistically, with that said, with their schedule coming up, you think this is a team that could be a playoff team?
9: Could, yes. I mean, if, uh, tonight's huge. I think if they lose tonight, they're out. If they win tonight, they still got two with the Bears. Mm-hmm. At Green Bay, they host the Rams. Maybe you get a split there. I think nine in the NFC gets you in. Uh, I would say it's less than 50%. That six and seven seed are wide open. They do did lose head-to-head with the 49ers, which really hurts them in a potential tie-break scenario. But you can't count them out. I just think tonight... Whoever loses this game tonight, is uh, it's kind of a loser-leaves-town game. I think whoever loses tonight is eliminated.
7: No, I'm with you. It's a tough one, but it does come down to it because Bears twice seems like an easy one. You guys already beat the Packers earlier this year. Could you go 2-0? Who knows? Rams a hard out. Um, Yeah, interesting schedule ahead for them, but tonight a very critical game. Um, Looking ahead to Sunday, though, any other NFL games that really stand out to you? Maybe your favorite play of the upcoming weekend?
9: I really like Tampa. I've been early in the week. I just think that's a brutal spot for the Bills. What they went through Monday night to have a short week after playing in the cold, the wind. Now you got a short week to go and play Tampa in a hot, humid climate. That's a total contrast on a short week. Tampa's really good at home. And I just think Buffalo's been exposed. A lot of the metrics, a lot of the stats say they're the best defense in the league. This is where stats get tricky. I mean, look at the quarterbacks they faced. It's mm-hmm. Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Simeon, Mike White, Davis Mills. Uh, You know, Mac Jones in bad weather, Carson Wentz in bad weather. So I I think they've kind of beaten up on an easy schedule. This is not going to be, you know, it's not Mike White you're seeing in Tampa. This is Brady. This is at home. This is a short week. I just think that's a brutal turnaround to go from those elements Monday night on a short week. Now you're playing in the heat and humidity uh, against Tampa. And look, Buffalo's no lock to make the playoffs. They still have to go to uh, Foxborough again. If they slip up, you know, let's say they lose this week and they lose to the Patriots again. If they slip up in any of those other games, Uh, I mean, you're going to have to basically win them all, win all of them, you know, to be 10 and 7 and hope you get a tiebreaker. So Bills, who are a favorite to make the Super Bowl, co-favorite, they're no luck to make the playoffs.
7: Yeah, from first to worst in the AFC playoff picture real fast, how that happens. Um, I'm interested in this play you have here. You like the Broncos as double-digit favorites against the Lions. I was just trying to talk my dad into taking the Lions plus 10 for our contest play. So maybe you help me out. Why are you on this side?
9: Yeah, this moved. I bet it's seven and a half and eight. I guess, I don't know what drove this up. I guess there was a flu bug that went through Detroit and, you know, golf wasn't practicing. A bunch of guys were out missing practice. If you ask my dad, that box, wasn't a flu bug. If
7: if you ask my dad, that wasn't a flu bug. That was them partying, according to Rich Bonatoni.
9: <laughs> which makes sense, which lines up with my handicap. You know, if you watch them celebrate that win against the Vikings, they basically acted like they won the Super Bowl. And You know what? Good for them. They've been chasing this win. They've been chasing it. They've been so close. Seems like every week they finally got it. This feels like a spot traveling to Denver uh, in altitude where you know, they could just fall on their face at 10. This is a little expensive. Probably I'd pass at 10. Mm-hmm. But anything under, you know, you could tease it under 7 or 3. I, I would look for Denver for a teaser piece. But, you know, these books are smart. They don't like to give away their money. At 10 probably more of a fair number. <laughs>
7: Do you think that, I mean, based on the total, it's a low total. Do you think it'll be as low scoring as the books think there at 42 and a half?
9: Yeah, the Broncos have been a great under team. I think they are 10 and 2 to the under. You know, if you watch Bridgewater and the Broncos Sunday night, it's really hard to lay double digits. It's, it's hard to lay two scores with them because they're just such a methodical, slow-moving offense. We I mean, looked had a 20-play drive against the Chiefs that ended up with no points. Actually did a good job on defense against the Chiefs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, to me, it would be under a pass. I agree. All
7: right, Browns-Ravens, one of the uglier games I've seen in a long time. A couple weeks ago, which side will you be on this weekend?
9: Again, the number moved from me, but I like the Browns. I just think this is a total home run spot. They're off of a bye. They needed a bye. First of all, anytime you have a bye late in the year, it's good. You get those bumps and bruises healed. Uh, Baker was all beat up. And in comes a Baltimore team. First of all, they played really late Sunday. This game ended you know, 7.30 Eastern time Sunday against the Steelers. Now they go, go to Cleveland, a the team they just lost. They lost all their corners. Humphreys out. They're beat up in the secondary. Remember, they lost all their running backs at the beginning of the year. Uh, to me, this team is just a mess on offense, beat up on defense. Uh, And now you go into a well-rested Cleveland team that's healed, that's playing for their season. I actually think Cleveland at seven to one to win the division is an interesting price because I just think, like I said, Baltimore is all beat up and they have a tough schedule. You know, they play the Packers, the Rams, Mm -hmm. uh, the Browns, the Bengals, and I think the Steelers. So no layups left on the Ravens schedule. I think the Browns uh, have a little bit of a run in here uh, starting Sunday.
7: Yeah, it's a tough go for the Ravens for sure. Lost three full-time players in their secondary, seven total starters this year. Uh, before we let you go real quickly, uh, what can people look forward to on the New York City cast this week? I, I heard you the other day talking about Jake Fromm, what we know about him for the Giants, but what can people expect?
9: Well, I'm like 37 and 19 on the pick, so you can look for winners. That's all that there matters. We go. The, Jets and the Giants aren't very exciting, so I'm not going to hard sell the Jets and the Giants too hard, but look, We have some fun, we have some laughs, and we give out some winners. What more do you want?
7: What more could you want? No, it's a must-listen for sure, especially for people in the New York area. Thank you so much, Will. Appreciate you.
9: All right, Stormy. Thank you so much. See you.
7: That's our guy, Will Hill. And make sure you go vcin.com slash subscribe. Get that point spread weekly. He contributes great stuff to that. Coming up next on the program, Jeff Ulrich, DraftKings betting and fantasy analyst, will join the program, talk some of the also- the more highly bet games by the public coming in today? We with the public? We fading them. Find out on the other side.
6: You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bon and Tony on VSyn, the sports betting network.
7: If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe. To your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Stormy about and Tony with you live from Las Vegas, my guys in the desert rolling on. Time for a little fade or follow because there are a number of large public plays tonight in the NBA, NHL, NFL. We're gonna see if we fade or follow, agreeing with the public, starting with a lot of people on Lakers minus three at the Grizzlies, 96% of the handle, 81% of bets. going to fade the public in this spot. Lakers are among the worst ATS teams in the league right now, even worse as a favorite, and they're 2-8 and eight against the number their last 10 games against a team with a winning record. It's in Memphis, and even without John Morant still for the Grizz, they've gone 5-1 and one straight up and ATS in his absence. This is a fade spot for me. However, in the NHL, everybody's on the wild, minus 145, and I gotta say, I like the play even with the juice at 145. Despite the Sharks beating Minnesota, in Excel Energy Center earlier this year. That was one of just two home losses for the Wild, and there's no doubt they're gonna wanna get a little bit of revenge in the Shark Tank. Plus, Minnesota's on a heater. Seven game win streak, cruising on the puck line in that stretch, also seven of their five wins. Have in that span have been by two or more goals and I'm not selling the puck line in this spot by any means because on the road it's been a little bit of a different story I bet against the wild the other night in Edmonton I'm not doing it again follow the public in this spot uh bet 145 to win 100 if you like the wild here in the NFL the most lopsided split we see here with the public though Seahawks minus seven and a half at the Houston Texans and I just got a pass on this one. On the surface, I get it that it it seems simple. Take the Seahawks. Houston's getting blown out week after week, but I just can't get on board Seattle's two and four outright, and ATS as a favorite this year. One and four their last five, including one and two as a road favorite. And for as little trust as I have in Seattle. I've even less stressed in Houston. If I was going to play anything, I'd like the under, but you might have missed the boat on that one as well, because it's already been bet down from 44 and a half to 41. Um, I, I, Seattle though, nine, two and one to the under this season and Houston's last four have gone under. So that's the way I would lean, if anything. Um, we'll keep the NFL talk rolling though, as we welcome in Jeff Ulrich, DraftKings betting analyst and fantasy analyst at the fantasy grind on Twitter. How we doing, Jeff?
10: I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for having me back. Talking a little Thursday night action here, week 14.
7: Yes, yes, doing great. And I feel like we're going to do even greater when we cash those tickets for Thursday night football. So we've got Seattle taking on the Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota three point home favorites looking to avenge the loss last week to the Lions. What type of a game do you think we're going to see?
10: Yeah, I mean, you, you look at these two teams and, and they kind of, you just kind of feel like they deserve each other, you know? I mean, they're. <laughs> They're, they're what you call letdown teams. I mean, they, they, they get you up and they get the public up and excited about them and then they just they lose to the Lions or, or they tie the Lions or something like that, right? So um, I, I'm expecting kind of a, a maybe not a crazy game, but a bit of a back and forth game because I, I think that these are two when it ultimately it comes down to it. These are flawed teams, right? I mean, uh, the Vikings you have been getting in shootouts all year and then they underperform on offense. And the Steelers just can't really move the ball consistently, consistently. but their defense is still pretty good. Um, I, I like the Vikings in this spot. I, I do at minus, at minus three. I, I think that the best unit is still their offense, even without Adam Thielen. Uh, I think they've got an edge at quarterback. And I think Justin Jefferson going up against the Pittsburgh secondary without Joe Hayden, and also potentially having Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. and some guys back on defense, I think that's just enough for me to trust the Vikings here to cover.
7: Oh, it's so tough, though. These short spreads always give me a headache. Um, but I am looking forward to the game. You're right. It could be a close one. It could be a fun one. We'll get into a number of these potential prop bets. But maybe what's the one on the board tonight that you're the most excited about in this game?
10: Yeah, I, I mean, again, like th- this game, I feel like is properly priced in a lot of different areas. I mean, I, I feel like the line isn't that, you know, I, like I, I kind of think the the Vikings should maybe be closer to three and a half, but it's not it's not egregious or anything. I feel like the player props kind of the similar tone, but there's a few spots I, I do like the targets. So I, I again, I, I think Kirk Cousins kind of getting disrespected here. Um, I think 258.5 is actually last time I checked the DraftKings sports. It was down to 255.5. I like going over that on Kirk Cousins. He's, he's having a good year. I mean, statistically, he's having a good year. We can make all the arguments. He's not an elite quarterback, and he really isn't because he he doesn't win the big games. But from a statistical standpoint, from a player prop standpoint, I think this is. Uh, I think he's getting a little bit underrated here. Again, the Steelers aren't going to have Joe Hayden back there. Yeah, there's a little bit of worry that they'll bring too much pressure. But um, I, I think you have a game with a close point spread here against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, who really hasn't been good at stopping anything over mm-hmm. the last few weeks. And Kirk Cousins with a. a, a you know, a, a guy who's just averaged well over this all season. He's still got Justin Jefferson in a great matchup. K.J. Osborne's going to be out there. They got D.D. Westbrook. They've got a little bit more receiver depth than they have in the past as well. I think Cousins will be fine to go over that. That's probably my favorite one on the board.
7: So this kind of goes hand in hand with that, but one of the props that I was looking at was his completions prop at 22 and a half. Do you think that could potentially have some value also?
10: Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate the completions, and I did look at his, uh, his completions as well. Pittsburgh tends to be more of just like a a, a big play um, kind of machine rather than sort of a volume team. So I think I like going with the passing total better than I do um, the completions. But um, again, there's no Hayden back there, and and I think that like the Vikings even without Thielen have enough competent receivers that he'll probably hit the over in that mark too. And look, the Vikings even with the, even with Dalvin Cook back, like this is a team that likes to throw the ball. I mean, they 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 are they are up there in terms of pass attempts per game. Regardless of if they're ahead or what, I mean, this is a team that throws the ball. So I think going over on pretty much all of Cousins' props tonight, like I like going over on 1.5 touchdowns passes as well. I think that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm definitely, uh, you know, on the overboard with Kirk Cousins here.
7: Okay. Kirk Cousins has a day. He needs to pad that primetime record anyways. Right. So let's get on it uh, because you already mentioned definitely. <laughs> because you already mentioned the name though, Justin Jefferson, um, likely to get the majority of that load with Adam Thielen out in the receiving game. Is there yeah. anything that you like specifically on the board regarding him?
10: I mean, look, it, there's a couple different ways you can, you can look at Justin Jefferson and, Realistically, I know people are going to look at that that total and go 92.5, man. Like, how can you go over that? But what Justin Jefferson has been doing against, like, good teams and good cornerbacks, I mean, I, I'm not sure how you take the under here. I, I do like him to go over. You're going to see a ton of usage. I mentioned the Vikings like to throw the ball. Um, the, you know, K.J. Osborne, yeah, he's playing snaps, and he's going to get a few targets. He's not coming in and taking, you know, a, a monster workload away. This is going to be the Justin Jefferson show, show. And Pittsburgh does not have people back there to stop them. So I do like just, you can just go over there again. Like I'd rather just take the over on cousins passing totals, mm-hmm. but I'm not taking the under on Justin Jefferson either. And I think another way to play it, if you are in the DraftKings sports book, you can look at the player prop totals there and you can get a really interesting total with uh, Chase Claypool and Justin Jefferson each to go over hundred receiving yards. I know Claypool has been a little bit banged up, but this Viking secondary, they're last in yards per attempt over the last three games as well. They're giving up big plays. Claypool's a guy who averages 15 yards per reception. You can get plus 1,000 on both those guys to go over 100 receiving yards. I like attacking Justin Jefferson's over, and there's a lot of unique ways you can do it if you're on DraftKings.
7: That is such a cool thing that DraftKings Sportsbook does. Those player parlays are awesome. And, and you also mentioned you didn't think K.J. Osborne was going to get much of that attention. I see in your list here under three and a half receptions.
10: Yeah, I, again, I mean... You know, this is a player people are high on and his props are a little bit juiced here. I mean, you have 43 and a half receiving yards as well. I, I, I'm i fine going under on him, though, in this spot. I know he's playing some snaps and I know he's had some games where he's gotten some attention from Kirk Cousins. But you've got Ty Conklin out there. Dalvin Cook might be back. He'll probably factor in as a receiver a bit as well. And D.D. Westbrook, he stepped right in uh, and started playing snaps as well. What Adam Thielen is there. And I, I just don't think it's automatic that KJ Osborne steps in with like seven or eight targets again. And even if he does, who's to say that, you know, he, he's just going to convert all these. I like going under on his props here, even though I do like the Vikings to be throwing the ball. I just don't think there's any receiver outside of Justin Jefferson. You should be saying, oh, yes, you know, we're we're definitely sure that this guy's going to get the ball. Because I really don't feel like there's anybody after Jefferson you could be saying that about. So with his his totals a little bit up. That is one under I definitely like uh, tonight.
7: Really solid stuff for the Thursday night football game. Let's look ahead to Sunday real quick. Are there any plays that have stood out to you just on the Sunday slate of games coming up?
10: I mean, I I got a couple for sure. Uh, Maybe let's start with the Saints, just because I'm feeling pretty confident about this one as the week goes on. I do like the Saints to cover. Uh, It's still at minus 5.5. I don't think this line has moved too much. and I don't think you're going to see a ton of money on either side in this game. I think people probably... A little bit wary of trusting the Saints with Taysom Hill, but I I mean, I personally like Taysom Hill at quarterback for betting purposes. I I think this is a player who can move the ball. Um, If they get a lead, he's not going to have to throw the ball much anyways. And realistically, he's not playing the Cowboys again. The Cowboys are one of the best turnover teams in terms of grabbing interceptions in their secondary. That's not the Jets. That's not who they are. And the the main reason why I really like this is, uh, I mean, we know the the Saints are on a five game losing streak, and you know, obviously, you know, they're they're still very solid defense, very solid defense. But um, as an away team, since 2017, they're 25 and 13 under Sean Payton ATS. So mm-hmm. this is a team that's done very well covering on the road. I feel like I feel like their point spread a little bit lower than it should be in the spot against the Jets.
7: Really good stuff. Appreciate the time. Thank you for doing this, and good luck tonight.
10: Yeah, absolutely.
7: Thanks a lot. That's Jeff Ulrich of DraftKings. When we come back, the men, the myths, the legends of circa Derek Stevens and Mike Palm in studio. Don't go anywhere.
6: You're listening to My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bon and Tony on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
7: Back here on My Guys, the VSIN holiday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 mid-season football special, you also get a $20 credit to the VSIN store. So you get all our expert sports betting analysis, insights, data, all of it for the rest of the football season, plus 20 bucks to buy VSIN sports betting hats. Skirts, mugs, other great gear. Hurry up, though. This is a limited time offer. So sign up for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at slash subscribe. I know I got a t shirt from the vsin store. My guys at the long bar and Derek Stevens and Mike Palm will be with us in studio in just one minute. But first, we got to get to our be better list, as we always do here on the program, starting with today the Dallas Cowboys run game. And I know they've had some health issues, of course but they've only gone over 100-plus rushing yards over their last seven games twice, one of them being the game against the Saints the other day where you look at that 146 yards on the ground, what an uptick. Well, maybe not so much because take away the 58-yard run from Tony Pollard and the screen pass to Ceedee Lamb, 55 yards on 22 carries from Dallas running backs. Is that good? In a word, no. Uh, Tony Pollard, by the way, looked like that run caused a torn plantar fascia in his left foot, Zeke is getting healthier though, but in the last three games, eight of the 14 drives that opened with a Zeke carry ended up in three and outs. Gotta move the ball, gotta be better. Okay? I don't know. I don't know if the Cowboys won that game as much as the Saints might have lost it, which kind of leads me to my next point. Taysom Hill, come on, my man, we gotta be better. Sub-500 completion percentage, four interceptions in that game. Well, it's really cool to see the toughness of this guy playing through mallet finger, he's got plantar fascia in his foot as well. Are you helping or hindering the team? I know you're a great utility player, but if you're going to be an NFL quarterback, you need to be better. Should have some help this week, though, with Alvin Kamara back and facing literally the worst defense in the NFL with the Jets. So be better. Another hill we need to climb on the Be Better Mountain. Notice how I said Hill because we're talking Tyreek Hill this time around. Catch a football, my man. Nine drops according to Pro Football Focus, the worst in the league. Travis Kelsey not too far behind either, but three of Hill's drops have turned in to Mahomes' interceptions. Patrick Mahomes actually leads the league now in quarterbacks with the most passes dropped. And for as clunky as this Casey offense has been, they were really, really good against the Raiders earlier this season. Mahomes, 406 yards, five touchdowns in that Week 10 meeting. Two of them to our guy Tyreek Hill. Be better. Time to raise your game, just like I have to raise my game every Thursday on the program when these two gentlemen are in here with us. CEO and owner of Circa here, Derek Stevens, VP of Operations, host of Odds On here at Beeson as well, Mike Palm. Why are you blinking so slowly and making me uncomfortable Who
11: is? right now? You. How did you You're get just robbed like, today? Stop. How, could
3: How you, did I get robbed? This
11: final category on the Mitchies and Be Better Boy and Big Cup be Little Pop. Be- Big Cup, Little Cup, neither of them made the cut for the final four for the best recurring segment. This is
7: not called Big Cup, Little Cup. That's not
11: right. What's that called?
7: Thirsty Thursday.
11: okay. All right. I might have misnamed both I got to say,
7: Derek, congratulations. What a weekend for Michigan. Lions finally get the win. Michigan in the CFP. You're feeling good.
8: It was great. Michigan looked great, and they came out, and uh, boy, what a game against Iowa that was. And uh, and they promptly got put up as a, what, a, Eight point underdog. Nine against, here. Nine, nine, no, was nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a great, great, uh, great weekend for uh, for the Wolverines. That's yeah, for sure. it
7: had to be fun. I'm a little disappointed. No cowboy hat coming in here. There's still a couple of days left in the NFR. Where are you at?
8: Yeah, I'm taking a break. Boy, I'll tell you what, these cowboy hats are—they're uh, hot. So I've been—I'm—I'm uh, um, I'm cowboying out the next couple nights. So I'm—I'm uh, I'm chilling out tonight a little bit, watching football.
7: All right. You've been enjoying the NFR scene.
8: Well, yeah, you
11: got to get over to the tent at the downtown Las Vegas Event Center if you don't. Have the pleasure of going to the rodeo yourself. It's as close as you're going to get. It's a tremendous atmosphere to watch it, and the, the food has been great. The bands have been terrific. I think they've done their best job yet this year. No,
7: it's been awesome. Even cool, just like when I've been driving home from work some days, getting to see them mm. out there. It's been awesome. Um, hey, but
8: Stormy, have you been there?
7: I've never
2: been.
8: You gotta go. I'm telling you, this we is bucket, this left. is bucket list stuff. You don't even have to like anything about rodeo, but it's kind of a bucket list thing. I've seen it things on you gotta TV. do. You gotta go to Kentucky Derby. You gotta go to Indy 500 you got to go to EDC, and you got to go to the rodeo. I haven't been
7: to EDC either. Life is Beautiful is pretty cool you're, here, too, though. Yeah, all, you're you're going to age
8: out of EDC soon, so don't,
11: oh, don't come wait. On. To-
8: I'm
7: already what? aged out. It, it, Plus, it, I say this Mike's all the younger time. younger
8: than me. He aged out about 10 years ago. I'm, I'm still, I still love
11: it. He so, took me when I was 40, eight years ago, and I was too old to go to it then.
7: Derek's <laughs> great with the dressing up, Halloween, the whole deal. Do you get like the puffy shoes? Do you get the the neon is that your deal?
11: No, no. I dress my kids up. I don't. I don't need to. I don't feel the need. His, his kids are adults now, so he relives uh, his youth uh, through his costumes.
10: No,
7: it's all good. I, the reason I brought up the lions though beforehand, because um, that loss, the Vikings knocked out a couple people out of Survivor, and now we're down to what twenty three people. We're down
8: to twenty three. That's Crazy. right. That's right. And I'll tell you what. I you know I I, I looked over our uh, availability matrix. Out of the twenty three. 22 of the contestants have either Arizona or Green Bay available um for the Christmas week. One particular contestant um Dragon 28 has both available. Wow. So everyone that's left has obviously mapped mapped their mapped out uh, their strategy here. So the key thing is, you know, early on we always said you got to keep Arizona, but the way Green Bay's been playing, Green Bay's mm-hmm. also played. So Every one of the contestants says either Green Bay or Arizona available for
11: Christmas. The way Baker Mayfield is playing, Green Bay becomes a play. <laughs> yeah,
8: that's true. That's absolutely true.
7: <laughs> no, I, I think that at the beginning of the season, especially when we saw that first game for the Packers, you're like, uh-oh, teams we got to save. But they yeah. ended up being the team that we all figured Aaron Rodgers would be. What about circa million? So third quarter just closed, right?
8: Third quarter just closed. And uh, we had uh, one single winner um, of the third quarter and then we had a chop for second and third place which i believe was chopped by a total of uh 10 people is that right Mike yeah they got ten thousand each a oh, nice. <laughs> yeah so it's a pretty good chop for everybody might have been nine people so the like
7: the one guy that was the primary winner what's that 175.
8: Uh, yeah, I think, I think we posted, uh, was it 171? Yeah, 171. Like that.
7: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's uh, so fun. So, quarter four begins this week. Yep. Um, Let's not forget pressure's the booby, on.
11: The booby prize in quarter Oh, three. yeah. Joe Pita. How many wins did it take? Joe Pita got, I, I, I think, three and 17. Joe <laughs> Pita got knocked out with the Vikings on Sunday of so, Survivor, but... Won the third quarter booby prize for twenty thousand.
7: How many people like do the multiple entries and have one that's specifically targeted toward losing?
11: You know, I think it just goes how you start off a quarter. Now, obviously, if you're in the top ten, like if or you were tw- really
7: trying and if, it was zero and five, you're like, all right, this if, is the one
11: now. <laughs> if you're in the top ten or twenty and you go zero and five the first week of a quarter, you're not going to tank that whole season long, right? But if you're mid pack and you go zero and five to start the first week, you've got a jump start on the booby prize.
7: Oh. And that's what I feel like I should have gone for. I was so bad. I'm just so middle-of-the-row bad. We had a good third quarter, not good enough, so I'm hoping this is the one. This is the time for Stormy and Rich to come through in the contest. Um, when when it comes to tonight, Thursday Night Football, I think I heard you when you were walking up saying, could somebody bet the Steelers? Is that yeah. correct? <laughs> Will anybody
8: bet the Steelers tonight? It's unbelievable. You know, uh, the line just keeps moving. Now we're up to three and a half Uh and uh, yeah, it has been all all Vikings uh, all day long today.
7: Mm-hmm. Much action on the total?
8: Uh, no, it's been about it's been about uh, mm-hmm. even. There's been a little more play on the under, uh, but uh, but boy, oh boy, it's been all Pittsburgh today. Yeah, I'm what, sorry, it's all, all all Minnesota today.
7: Right? Yeah, I mean that. I think most of the people on the show today even have pulled for the Vikings. For me, when it was three and a half, that's when I would see Pittsburgh, right? Because then you get the little extra hook on it. What about you, Mike?
11: I like the dog and the over tonight. Uh, surprisingly, I think Minnesota will not be able to run the football, and they're going to have to throw the ball. And Kirk Cousins will create points on both sides, right? He, he, <laughs> Justice Jefferson will catch a, a touchdown or two, but he'll also either throw a pick or more or get stripped sack. I mean, this guy I watched that whole Lions game. Third and seven, he only one time threw the ball beyond the sticks. Mm-hmm. Talk about checked. I'm done with Cousins.
7: His primetime record, just for fun here, uh, 8 and 17 straight up, 9 and 16 against the spread. So primetime Thursday night might not be the spot for Kirk Cousins. Historically, I don't know tonight, but we shall see. Have you been having any fun uh, or taking any bets in, I guess, and fun as just a sports fan with bowl season? Uh, Any big bets that have come through on some of these early lines? Because at times it's good to get in on them.
8: You know, we were talking about this the other day. We saw when uh, Matt and the crew posted, we saw some action early on. But I think it's different now. I mean, how are you going to bet, like, for example, um, Pitt versus Michigan State? Mm-hmm. Who's playing quarterback? Been, I was going
7: to say, has that been confirmed yet that Kenny Pickett's not playing, or is it just speculation? speculation? yeah. He
11: quotes that game. How about um, Oregon and, and Oklahoma? Yeah. I mean, two yeah. interim coaches. Who knows who's playing? I mean... I I don't know. It's tough to bet some of these spots, and then other spots looks like some great matchups. So you got, I mean, what do you have? 44 games to pick from, and we got a bowl guide. Coming out soon. So Yeah, let's,
10: drops
7: let's get at 13th, it drops December thirteenth. Get on in there.
11: And you're getting three. Yeah. What a week for you. <laughs> you win the Mitchie and you get your first bowl assignments and three of them.
7: I'm very excited about <laughs> bowl season for sure, but you've got to be more excited about no hyperbole. Got three hours left in the vote, but forty-one percent on the yeah. Mitchies for our guy here. I think
11: we found a good spot. The Derek number, Stevens
7: is robbed though.
11: A numbers way. game crowd will split their votes between the crack man and Chris Andrews, the guessing lines, and then humans doesn't campaign. So they finally found <laughs> The soft a soft spot politics. for me to get my fourth oh, Mitchy.
7: Fourth Mitchy, But uh, what was that one, though, that didn't? Oh, no. You,
11: well Sorry. It was a brilliant just... campaign. but I mean, <laughs> you, you, you did, though. I'm
7: totally you giving it more. you a hard time. You I wanted it more. You a hard time, especially since this is the show that, I mean, nobody watches, right, Mike? Right? Big
11: Cup, Little Cup. <laughs> no
7: respect! <laughs> Big Cup, Little Cup. Haters gonna hate. That's gonna do it for Derek Stevens, Mike Palm. I'm Stormy Tony. Believe it or not, they do like me. I swear.
11: We do. do. We love you.